0: Oh my God, it was incredible. I went out there and I did it for me. I did it for us. I'm like, okay, I'll do my best. And you look beautiful. How do you feel? I feel like a princess
1: nice. Let's, Let's hear it for Tonya Harding. I tell you what, talking about a second coming, I'm so excited to see Tonya Harding. Listen, she may not be the best dancer on Dancing with the Stars, and probably by the time of this podcast, she may or may not still be in the on the roster there. But what I can tell you is What a joy it was for me personally, and I think so many of us across America, maybe across the world, that were happy to see Tonya come back. My whole experience with Tonya Harding stretches back, oh my gosh, 20-something years. It was 1994. I had just come out with a brand new talk show called The Rolanda Show, if you might remember. And um, Tonya Harding had just gotten in all that trouble. In fact, it was only about three months after the the incident with Nancy Kerrigan when Nancy's knee got bashed by some Goomba people who got Tonya Harding in a heap of trouble. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the bottom line was she turned to me. My show was the only show she would appear on, and we got an exclusive with Tonya Harding. Was he ever abusive?
2: Yes. In what way?
0: Physically and mentally. I don't know. If he drank, and he drank a lot, you know, with friends and stuff like that, you know, then he would become abusive.
2: Physically hitting you? Yes. Bruising you? Yes. Cutting you? Yes. Making you bleed? Yes. Did you have anybody to turn to? Could you Not go really. anyplace and say, I'm being
1: abused? Help me.
2: I mean, Jeff's mom did never even believe me. But I
1: got to know Tanya Harding, and I really liked the girl behind the scandal. Even in her own words, when you say Tanya Harding, you think of a million things. Maybe best figure skater in the world at one time. Maybe two-time Olympian. Maybe the first American woman to perform a triple axel. Maybe two-time U.S. champion world silver medalist or a girl who got in a whole heap of trouble. Yeah, after the incident with Nancy Kerrigan, poor Tanya, at the very young age in her 20s, was banned for life. She was banned from figure skating for life. No performance, no more competition. She started to believe she was nothing. She wasn't allowed to do what she did best. I look at Tonya and I still think she suffers from a bit of that alienation and rejection. You know, as my mama always said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And this story of Tonya has a lot to do with that too, who we surround ourselves with. But she's making a comeback and I'm very proud of the woman who was just a young lady when I first met her many, many moons ago in 1994, fresh after the scandalous moment with Nancy Kerrigan. We're going back to the Rolanda show. You might say I'm digging into my vault (laughs) just for you, so you can get an insight to the young girl who was in the midst of it all back in 1994 on The Rolanda Show. Enjoy this exclusive interview and let me know what you think.
2: We're here with Tanya Harding in her hometown of Portland, Oregon, and you were just telling me that you're working on a lot of projects. What are you working on now?
0: Well, I'm still skating every single day uh, just to stay in shape, basically, and hopefully if I get asked to do some shows or appearances, then I'll be ready for them. Mm-hmm. And I now work for a um, landscape company with the people I live with, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting. We, you know, pot, pot plants and, you know... Sometimes I'll finish cement or something, mm-hmm. you know, paperwork. How no, did you learn to do that? Just by watching. Uh-huh. So, and then I do lots of hobbies. You know, I, let's see, um, play pool, uh, do off-bike riding, mm-hmm. um, you know, with a motorcycle, um, street bikes, you know, basically anything almost. It's fun. You're yeah, really. I mean, you
2: do just a lot of athletic things also. Huh?
0: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> do you, you go to the gym and you work out and you... Well, we have a gym in
0: the house, and so I work out on that. Mm -hmm. What kind of things do you do? Uh, Let's see, I do curls and bench press and um, crunches, things like that, Mm -hmm. working on my chest and arms. Now, when
2: you skate every day, is that just because you love it, or are you you training, or what kind of...
0: Because I love it. I mean, even though I can't skate amateur anymore... I still love skating. I mean, mm-hmm. that's my life, and I'll probably do it for another 20 years.
2: What does skating do for you? I mean, why, why do you like that so much?
0: It's an out for me. I mean, I just love to do it. I go and, you know, I mean, if I'm having problems, you know, outside of skating, I can go down to the rink and I can just skate, and mm-hmm. it, it's just an out for me.
2: Is it because it gets your energy out or because you're by yourself and it's solitude? or?
0: Um, I don't know. I just love it. I just can go out and just let myself go, mm-hmm. and it's just you know a feel of accomplishment.
2: Mm-hmm. You talked about you might do some some skating shows. Is there a big difference between like skating in a show or skating competition? I mean, will you miss that competitive edge of skating?
0: Um, well, when you do shows, I mean, you still go out there and you kind of feel the little bit of competitive edge to just go out and be able to do the best that you can do for everybody. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, I, I'll miss, you know, competing and things like that because I love to compete. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you didn't have the practice, I'd just do the competing part. It would been great.
2: Yeah. To hear that you won't be able to do the amateur competition anymore, what does that do for you?
0: It hurts a little bit. I mean, I was going to plan on turning pro, but, you know, to turn pro so soon, it was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. Yeah. You said
2: that you wanted to teach children.
0: I love working with Special Olympics children, Mm -hmm. and um, I've been working with them since I was 14 years old. And also, through part of my plea agreement, I offered to raise $50,000 for the Special Olympics children. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited about that. We're working on doing a few different things, maybe through silk screens Mm -hmm. or... um, I don't know. There's a few different things we can do for it, and so I'm really excited about that.
2: What is silk screens? Explain to me what that is.
0: Um, it's a <laughs> a painting portrait through silk screening, mm-hmm. and it's kind of um, I don't know, just different different kinds of pictures all together on one, like kind of like a collage. Mm-hmm. So
2: mm-hmm. special Olympic children. Why is that so special to you? What do those kids mean to you?
0: They mean a lot to me. I mean, for them to go out and to do the best they can do. I mean, to try so hard and even the kids that can't do it, they still, I mean, gosh, they're so into trying mm-hmm. and I respect
2: that so much. It, it sounds as though, you know, when you think of Special Olympic kids and their competition, they're competing and enjoying and learning against all odds.
0: Some of them are amazing. You wouldn't Mm -hmm. believe it. I mean, some of them go out there and they just do some of the most amazing things. Mm -hmm. I skated with um, a young man. His name is Stosh, and he is from back east, and he's blind. Mm -hmm. And he amazed me. I went to a show. I've been to two shows with him, and the first one I didn't get to watch, but the second one I did. And he did axles, double sows, double toes. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he's blind, but yet he did it.
2: What do you teach those children about competing and doing their very best in spite of all the odds against them.
0: I don't have to teach them. They already do it. I mean, because of their love for what they do, Mm -hmm. um, they go out and they do their best every time they can. Mm -hmm. And when I work with them, it's kind of cool because they, you know, always try a little harder. And I'm like, you don't have to try so hard. It's okay, you know, Mm -hmm. just relax. Go out there and have fun. That's the most important thing is just to go have fun.
2: Because, I mean, I think all of us watched you competing against all odds. And I just wonder if you were relating to their experience and pulling some of it from your own
0: maybe I think so yeah
2: what was it like if you could just describe what was going on in your head and your heart when all that turmoil was going on and all eyes were on you and you were in the midst of a very difficult time what were you thinking how did you keep going it was really
0: difficult you know um, I leave my problems at the door of the rink Um, I had a counselor that I was working with and his daughter skated with me and um, he died last year, and it was really—it's been really, really hard for me because he was really important to me. Mm-hmm. And he taught me a lot of things, how to control myself. I used to get mad on the ice and I'd say a few dirty words or something, mm-hmm. but um, I. Tree it, and that's to touch something and then leave your problems there and go in and do your skating. That's called
2: treeing. Yes. Leaving your problems outside the door.
0: Right. You touch something and you leave your problems there, and then you can come back and pick them up whenever you're done. What did you touch? The door. The door. The door, usually. Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. what would you say to yourself when you're touching that door and you're leaving those problems? What would you say?
0: Um, basically just, okay, this is it. It's time i going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, do what you love to do and just leave everything else out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was my out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it was really, really hard. It's just been really hard for me to have to deal with everything. And my skating was the most important thing to me in my whole, you know, entire life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's basically what I was trying to do was to accomplish what I've wanted to on my life. Yeah. Were you by yourself a lot
2: during those difficult
0: days? yeah. I mean, on sometimes um, I was living with Stephanie and John and their son, Cameron, and I think that without my friends and family, my close friends and family, the people I know who are really my friends and family now, who care about me, if it wasn't for them, I don't think I could have done it. hmm What did
2: they tell you to, to keep you strong?
0: Just keep your chin up, you know. It's all going to be over someday. Don't worry about it. You know what you did and what you didn't do, and don't believe what other people say. It doesn't really matter because we believe in you, and, you know, I mean, for someone to tell me that they believe in me, it meant a lot.
2: Yeah. I remember the, the wonderful ad that you took out in the local paper just to say to all of your fans, thank you for being there for me. Thank you for those faxes, those phone calls thank you for the prayers, and you ended it by saying, thank you for believing in me, and I'm going to try really hard to make you proud. What do you plan to do? What is the one thing that you think would, you'd like to give back to all those folks who believed in you so much?
0: Well, I think to get my life back on track and hopefully, you know, maybe I'll be able to do a show here in Portland and, you know, It would be really nice to have everyone there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think all the people that do care about me want to see me succeed. And I think that, you know, the best thing for me to do is to succeed. Mm
2: -hmm. Some people say success is the greatest revenge. Sometimes. (laughs) 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 On Galuli, do you talk to him? Do you? No, I haven't talked
0: to him since we uh, parted in January. Mm -hmm. What are you
2: thinking about him?
0: (laughs) I don't think about him. I mean... His history, you know, I don't care about him. Is that easy to just turn it off like that? Well, because of my skating is the reason why I got back together with him last year after we were already divorced. Um, I had a few people who told me that, you know, high up in figure skating who said if you weren't with him because they like him and they said that, you know, you have a stable life when you're with him and they didn't know him and they didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. and. It was really hard for me to go back, but I think a lot has to do with the whole thing that's gone on is that he found out that I wasn't going to stay with him. Mm-hmm. He found out that I was going to leave him as soon as I was done with Olympics. And his reaction to that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think this whole thing is because of that.
2: That he thought you were going to leave him?
0: Well, he knew because, mm-hmm. I mean, I had talked to some people about it and mm-hmm. everything. What kind of guy is he?
2: Or what kind of husband was he?
0: A lazy one. I mean, I don't mean to be cruel, but he hadn't worked for a few years and didn't do anything. I mean, I tried. I think the reason why I went back so many times is because I thought I did something wrong. And, you know, I wanted to be married once, and I thought that I needed to try harder. So I always thought, well, maybe I didn't try hard enough. I'll try again, you know, and it just... It wasn't there, because there was nothing coming back, you know, in return. Yeah. how did you guys meet? I met him when I was skating at Clackamas Town Center. Um, I was 15 years old, and he was watching me skate. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And then you started dating, and... Yeah, we started talking
0: to each other, and he asked me out, and we went out and started seeing each other. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Was he ever abusive? Yes. In what way?
0: Physically and mentally. Wow. When would he get abusive? Um well he was very, you know demanding and I don't know, if he drank and he drank a lot, you know, with friends
2: and stuff like that, you know, then he would become abusive. Physically hitting you? Yes. Bruising you? Yes. Cutting you. Yes. Making you bleed. Yes. Did you have anybody to turn to? Could you Not go really. any place and say, I'm being abused, help me. The only people who ever
0: believed me was Stephanie and her family. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jeff's mom did never even believe me.
2: Wow. There is a a word that you may be getting adopted by Stephanie's family. Is that um, something that you want to do?
0: I've been wanting to do it since I was 15. (laughs) Um, But... Jeff, at the time, didn't want me to do that. He thought that that was silly. Mm. But we finally have decided that we're going to go ahead and do it, and we're trying to get everything else out of the way first. Mm -hmm. And then, because, I mean, it's just a piece of paper that says that you're family. Mm -hmm. But what does it
2: say to you? It's more than a piece of paper to you.
0: Well, we're already family. Mm -hmm. But it just makes it legal. And official. Yeah. 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 What
2: does family mean to you?
0: Life. You know, I really... I had a good family. My mom and dad loved me, and they tried um, really hard. You know, with my skating and everything, it wasn't easy. But I know that they love me in their own way. And you know, I still see my dad all the time, and I see my mom sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's I've always wanted to have you know true brothers and sisters. And there's Stephanie, and there's Mark, and Brent. Mm-hmm. And it's like a whole family. Yeah,
2: We're going to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk about your relationship with your parents and maybe if, if you'd like to become a parent one day. What kind of mom would Tanya make? <laughs> we'll talk about that. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. You want kids? Well, we'll talk about that later. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, this, yes. Four, so we'll talk about family and relationship. Okay. Okay. We're back with our conversation with Tanya Harding. And before we left, we were talking about family. Um, do you want to be a mom one day? Yeah, I do. I want to have probably one child, maybe two. Boy girl? Doesn't
0: matter. Got any names picked out? Yeah. You do? What, who? Well, if I have one of each, I want to name it Kyle and Kayla. And where do these names come from? I don't know. I just always have wanted that. Mm-hmm. I've looked in kids' books before for other people and everything and always came up with those. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite.
2: What kind of mom would you really like to be, would you strive to be?
0: I would be a very um, supportive mom Mm -hmm. and caring, loving, and I would never be abusive to my children, Mm -hmm. you know, ever. Mm
2: -hmm. Were you an abused child at all at home? Yes. In what way? Both physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. How has that affected you to this day?
0: Um, Actually, I think this... To this day, I think it's made me a better person, a stronger person. Mm-hmm. Um, since I was about f- 13, 14, I've basically had to take care of myself, and um, you know, and I think that made me strong. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people ask me, well, h- how do you get your strength and everything? Mm-hmm. And I think it's you know, taking care of myself. You mm-hmm. know, I always cooked and cleaned and everything for my mom and dad because they worked. And when I wasn't working or skating or school or whatever, I would clean, mm-hmm. so. There, is there a lot of pain that's left over from those days? Um, there's some, but I have forgiven my mom. Mm-hmm. For How do you
2: forgive after being abused by your own mother? How do you forgive her? Well, I guess
0: just because to realize that she had a problem mm-hmm. and it wasn't her fault
2: she had a drinking problem, is that what yeah. it was?
0: Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you ha- you can't, I don't know, you-, you can't, you know, hate somebody or hate what somebody did to you forever. You'll always remember it, mm-hmm. but you just, you can't, you know, dig on it forever, mm-hmm. so. Have you talked to your mom about that, about those days of abuse? No, it's not necessary. I mean, my mom loved me in her own special way, mm-hmm. and um, she worked really hard, and you know she kept me skating and stuff, so you know she she did try really hard.
2: What kind of a a coach mother was she?
0: Um, she made me do it, and if I didn't do it, then I'd get in trouble What kind of trouble? Well spanked
2: or something? If you didn't win, if you didn't skate well, if
0: yeah. I mean, she took me to drink every morning and stuff, but she drank all the time. I mean, constantly. So that it was really hard. Mm-hmm.
2: That would almost, as I think about it, it might, it might make you scared to skate.
0: No, because I love skating so much, you mm-hmm. know. And I did it for me, and I didn't mess up too many times. It's just. You know, at practice times. Mm-hmm. when you Like
2: when you make a spill or something, mm-hmm. was that like, oh, my God, I'm really going to get it now?
0: No, if I just didn't follow through with what I said I wanted to do that day or something. Mm-hmm.
2: So she made you strong, maybe not in the way that you wanted her to yeah, inspire she, you. But she
0: used a lot of negative reinforcement to get me to skate. Like what? Well, telling me, oh, I know you can't do this. You're never going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And I always said, well, watch me. I'll you know? show you. Yeah, I'm gonna show you. Yeah. And I'd go out and do it.
2: He sure did. And he sure did. I've
0: done that all my life. Mm-hmm. What about
2: your relationship with your dad?
0: Um, I've been, I was daddy's little girl. Mm-hmm. I still am. really?
2: <laughs> yeah. What does he say? Because it's got hurt parents to see you go through this. I mean, I guess there's not but so much they can really do when you're in the public eye and there's a scandal involving you. It must hurt dad to see his little girl go through that.
0: Yeah, I've seen him cry quite a few times, you know, since this all has begun. And then, I don't know, then it's kind of like me being the parent. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Dad, it's okay, you know, things are going to be okay. We've got to be strong together, and we'll pull through this. Mm-hmm. You know, we all got to just stay together and be strong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: What about your brother? When he, he was killed in a hit-and-run, mm-hmm. and you didn't go
0: to his funeral, mm-hmm. why not? Because I had no respect for him. Why? Not whatsoever. I, he's the only person I've ever hated in my life. He tried to abuse me when I was very young. Mm-hmm. And sexually, and, physically? Yes. Sexually. And um, that's the only person I've never forgiven.
2: hmm Now your mother says that, that she did not abuse you. Um, do you think she has a different view of her strictness with you?
0: Well, you know, I mean, it's her opinion. In my opinion, I feel that that she was too strict on me, very strict. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, all the skating moms and everybody thought the same thing, too. So, I mean, but she also had a drinking problem, and maybe she did not realize that she was that abusive. Mm-hmm. But but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it wasn't okay then because it's not how you treat your child. Mm-hmm. But... I look back and I and it's okay. You know, I forgive her. It's right.
2: You move on, past these things. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever move on beyond this international scandal with Nancy Kerrigan?
0: I think so. I think it'll all go away. I hope it comes goes away soon, but I know it probably won't. But you know, it's just been really hard and I just want it all to be behind me so I can go on with my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I've made lots of mistakes. And I'm paying for those mistakes, Mm -hmm. you know. I admit when I did something wrong, Mm -hmm. and I just want to go on with my life. I want to make something of myself. Mm -hmm. What
2: mistakes, or what are some of the biggest mistakes that you think? Because let me tell you, we've all made mistakes. (laughs) I mean, everybody has been 22, 23 before. There isn't a person out here who had not made a mistake. The thing you're lucky about is you're young enough, you can start your life all over again. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made that you've said, you know, I went down that road, I lived life, I will never go there again? Top three. Gosh, that's really
0: hard. Um, Maybe in 1992, uh, maybe I didn't train hard enough. But, I mean, I trained hard, but, you know, it's nobody's fault but my own that I didn't win, you Mm. know? But I think that maybe that was one of the top ones. Um, I think not trusting myself enough to to do things myself and not rely on other people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think well, not believe. Yeah, I I think that's it. I mean, I it's really hard to say you know, what are the top three things. Yeah. <laughs> but those are things,
2: I think, that's part of life, is knowing what decisions to make, to believe in yourself a little bit more. Growing up is tough, ain't it? That's
0: right. <laughs> you have to make mistakes to grow up. That's right. And as long as you don't make them, well, me in my case, three times. If you don't make them more than three times, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. But I've only made one mistake three times, and that was when I went back to Jeff. Mm-hmm. And I should have followed my heart instead of followed what other people said mm-hmm.
2: before. Jeff and his um, cronies, if you will, are saying that you were just as much involved in this whole thing. That, you know, that that you knew what was going on and you were part of it. You say what?
0: Well, I know that they're lying. I mean, I'm the only one who knows the truth. And, you know, I mean, they put out this 1 900 number or whatever Mm -hmm. and everything. And, I mean, I've never even met
2: the people. Mm-hmm. And you don't know anything? No. The, then the thing about the conversation, that you were calling to find out Kerrigan's schedule. Did you ever call to do that? No, I didn't. Never did? Uh-uh. And they're just trying. Why would they bring you into this? I mean, they've already, they're have already they already in trouble. Why would they try to pull you down with them?
0: Well, I think Sean had, he always had fantasy dreams all the time. I mean, he talked about, <coughs> excuse me. You okay? Uh-huh. He talked about being, um, you know, in counter-espionage and stuff like this. I mean, he always had all these wild dreams and fantasies, and he had always talked about wanting to do security and stuff like that for, like, the association and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that he was looking on money, you know? Mm-hmm. And this was a way... See, I felt like maybe I was I was the, you know, the honey. Mm-hmm. And he, they were the bees. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think one of the reasons why Jeff did it is because he found out I was going to leave him. Mm-hmm.
2: What about being in the eye? Chances are you could make millions of dollars, and all the folks that suddenly start showing up in your life and want to be a part of it. I mean, did you feel that there were people who came around you just to use you? There is people
0: out there that do that. But like I say, I, you know, I know who my real friends and family are, mm-hmm. and I know who the people are. You know, I don't know what they call it. Um, there's there's a word for it that they use for people that, you know, come in and if if you're doing well, they're there, mm-hmm. but if you're not doing good, they're not there. That's
2: right. Have you learned a lot about friendship? Yes, I have. Have you found some surprises, people you thought were your friends or suddenly just like nowhere to be seen? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And how does that, what does that do to you?
0: Um, it hurts a little bit. You know, I mean it could, you know, it can't not hurt.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, but that's how you try that's how you find out who your true friends are. Okay. We're gonna take a
2: break. And we'll be back with more with Tanya Harding. Thank okay. you. What other things do you want to talk about in this next segment? Anything that five,
1: four,
2: three, welcome back everybody, to our conversation today with Tanya Harding. Now talk, you were just mentioning about friends and how things change when your life and your successes and everything else changes. Um, you said there were some real surprises among some of your friends. Mm. When you walk down the street here, when you come back home after you've been to Norway and you've been all over the place, and you come back after all this, how did the hometown folks treated you?
0: Everybody still treats me really good. I haven't really had anybody come up and say, oh, I think you're trash or anything like that. Everyone's been really supportive and I have actually a lot of people who I didn't know before who may become friends you know we might become friends.
2: Mm -hmm. So it's kind of neat. I know you had mentioned Sean earlier. It's Sean Eckhart, one of the guys who is indicted in Mm -hmm. this whole scandal bit. How did you come to know him? You've known him for a while, or
0: I knew I I met him through Jeff Mm -hmm. when I met Jeff.
2: Were you part of the? Did you make the decision that he would be part of this group, or that he would be, or the bodyguard? You know, any of the people in your entourage? Was that your decision, or was that more Jeff's decision about who would be in your camp?
0: Um, well, I was just kind of there. Jeff never really let me have any friends. And so it was always Jeff and his friends, and I just basically stayed home and did nothing all the time.
2: This guy sounds like a real power monger, you know? I like keep you down and that kind of thing. A little. Yeah. When you talk about abuse, and you've talked about emotional, physical, and then even an attempt to sexually abuse you from your, your brother. Um, There are lots of young ladies out there, lots of young girls who are going through the same type of life. What would you say to them? Any words of advice?
0: Well, I'm not a psychologist or anything, but just follow
2: your heart, believe in yourself, Mm -hmm. protect yourself. Mm -hmm. Have you ever gone to therapy to deal with any of this, or have you just basically dealt with this all by yourself?
0: I've been to therapy a couple of times, and I'm going to be starting up uh, counseling here soon.
2: Good. What do you What do you want to accomplish from that?
0: I want to find myself, find you know who I really am, and you know just to help me deal with everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: right, put things in perspective. Right. What do you like most about yourself?
0: I believe in myself, and um. I like myself, mm-hmm. and I don 't know that that I'm, that I'm determined
2: yeah, I mean that's a lot to say that you like yourself because you spend, it seems to me and correct me if I 'm wrong, it seems to me that you spend an awful lot of time with yourself, that you go inside yourself a lot, be it skating, which is a very solitude thing, or just having to grapple with a lot of life changes on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, So you've gotten to know yourself a lot more, I would think, in this past year. Yeah, I think so. Any surprises in there? Anything that you said, "Wow, I didn't know I had that?
0: Um, Being able to cope with things, you know, being able to um, be calm and be able to just kind of just let it go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a few things that still, you know, I mean, if someone was to say something bad about me and, then maybe I would, I would get upset and I might hurt my feelings for a little while, but then I can let it go.
2: Mm-hmm. How do you deal with pain?
0: I don't know. It just it goes inside and stays there. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with put anger? Put it in a little box. Is anger in that little box, too? How do you deal with that? All that stuff's all in the little box. I just put it all in there and just
2: throw it away. It, it, just throw it in the back. Okay. Is the box getting bigger and bigger and bigger? Is that why you need to go and talk with a therapist, maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah. You don't want to open it's that kinda box. Like
0: my, it's kind of like my clothes, you know. I just kind of throw them in a box and throw them in the back, you know. All right.
2: Until you have a chance to sort them out and figure out what you want to keep in there. and Yeah.
0: Not. Sometimes I do. Sometimes yeah. I have time where I can sort things out. Yeah. I think that's good. It's yeah. probably
2: good to go through through and find out who you are Mm because let me tell you by the time you get my age you're not going to know the lady you were at this age (laughs) you're going to change a lot believe me life makes you do that
0: it's nice and also having some friends that I can talk to Mm -hmm. you know and they help me understand you know what I'm feeling too Mm
2: -hmm. so Mm -hmm. what makes you happier than anything else in the world
0: to make other people happy Mm -hmm. you know I do anything I can for my friends I mean, if any one of my true friends was in trouble, I'd be right there to help them out. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if I had one dollar left in my name and my friend needed that to, you know, have a meal, I would give that person that dollar. Mm
2: -hmm. What do you think is, the through all of this, is the biggest misconception about Tanya Harding?
0: Well, that people say something or they hear something and they just believe it right off the bat. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that if someone really needs to know something about me personally, they can come and ask me, you know. I mean, don't believe everything you read, don't believe everything you hear. I mean, lots of people, my friends have stood up for me many, many, many times where somebody would say, oh, well, I think Tanya Harding's a bitch or something like that.
2: (laughs) That's okay, we say the B word.
0: (laughs) And they go, well, do you know her? And they're like, no, just what from what we've read in the paper. And then they would say, well... You know, well, if you don't know her, then don't talk bad about her because I'm one of her friends and she's not a bitch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that a lot of people that don't understand me and don't know me, you know, I don't know how they can give an opinion.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you think Nancy Kerrigan's a bitch? No, I don't. Is she really a nice person? Yeah, she's nice. Do y'all get along? Well, we have in the past. Yeah. Because there was always that, you know, I guess people think, well, there are these two girls, and they're competing, and there's a cat fight, and I mean, I think a lot of it is the soap opera drama that people think, well, there must be a...
0: Everybody thinks that it's like a soap opera, you know, I mean, but nancy and i have been you know teammates for, for many many years and we've been on two or three different years in a row and you know it's everybody does everything together mm-hmm. and so it, i mean it hasn't been like we weren't friends or anything mm-hmm. um we
2: talked and all
0: of this stuff so
2: did you ever talk after the the knee incident after she was attacked did you ever talk after that
0: Yeah, we talked when we were at the competition. Mm -hmm. What
2: what do you say after something like that happens?
0: Ask her how she's doing, you know. I hope it gets better real fast. Was she nice to you or did she? Yeah, she was nice to me. I mean, we had receptions we went to and everything with the other skaters that were on the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody was really cool. Because
2: I think that would be so weird. I mean, you walk in the room, and you don't quite know what to say, and then she doesn't know what to say, and then everybody around you is looking at you, waiting for mm-hmm. you to say something. I mean, that, was it an uncomfortable kind of thing? or Mm-mm. You guys were right back beyond that? Yeah, and when we got
0: to Olympics, we had a short, just brief inter- section kind of thing you know and mm-hmm. we were getting ready to do team picture and said hi how you doing She said fine how are you
2: mm-hmm. you know what about their her parents and the her pe- parents are really nice they were nice to you nobody
0: I didn't see them at Olympics but I saw them at Nationals and you know they were they've always been really nice to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think her mom's really nice.
2: Mm-hmm. This whole concept like with an ice skating, the beauty is but like from Peggy Fleming and Dorothy Hamill and even Nancy Kerrigan. I mean, it was always the pretty girls and the beauty and the outfits and all that stuff. Does does that bug you that there's so much emphasis on beauty and Pageantry within the ice skating competition?
0: No, I mean, I think that I'm pretty and I think that I have a nice body for skating and everything. So, yeah. I mean, I felt like I was, you know, right up there with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, sure, I mean, but you have to remember that, you know, it's the second most watched sport in. The world mm-hmm. and so of course it's gonna you know you go out there and they have to have the costumes you have to have everything and and I mean if you don't have the great costumes I mean you know people are gonna go oh yeah and sometimes I said that to I you, mean it's didn't like I? a beauty pageant yeah. but you have to show that you can do
2: your skating you're right you let that out over over yeah. uh...
0: but it's all it's all one big thing I mean if you mm-hmm. don't have the costume then the judges will kind of mark you down because you don't have a good costume, mm-hmm. or if they don't like your hair, they'll mark you down. Or you know, I mean, it's...
2: did you get a tough time for that? I mean,
0: did... yeah, I got, it, I got it a lot. Yeah,
2: what did they say to you?
0: Well, we'll see. I can remember one, one time when I was young, a judge did not like my bow that was in my hair. And he said that if I wore the bow in my hair, he wouldn't give me the marks I deserved, even if I did a perfect program. You're kidding. No. So I wore the bow, and he gave me last place. So. <laughs> Do you wish you'd changed your bow now? No, because I wanted to wear that bow, so I wore it.
2: And it wasn't about the bow anyway, was it? <laughs> just I skating. don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't uh, care.
2: But, I mean, the outfits. I mean, people were saying things about your outfits, and they were saying, you know, did that? that had to bug you. It
0: bugs me sometimes, but, I mean, I have my own style, and I'm not going to wear something that matches somebody else's costumes or something. I want my own style. I want my own costumes, you know, and they're all original. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that's identical about anybody else's dresses to mine. Mm -hmm. And um, up until the dresses that, the one dress that I wore at Olympics this year, they were my designs. You made them yourself? Well, I had someone make them, but I designed
2: them. Mm -hmm. What do you think about when you're designing that outfit that's going to be seen by so many people around the world? What are you thinking? What concept? What design?
0: Well, I try to do it along with the music, Mm -hmm. and um, I want it to be unique. I want it to be elegant, but sexy Mm -hmm. and um, glamorous. You know, it has to all fit the music. I, I mean, if it doesn't match, then, you know, it kind of... I mean, if you're skating to Batman or something and and you were to wear orange... I
2: mean, you look just, like Halloween. Yeah,
0: right? yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I don't know. I just, I don't think that it would go. Yeah,
2: You bring up music, mm-hmm. and I hear that there's somebody wooing you to be a country singer. Ah, Don't even say it. We're going to talk about it after this. (laughs) Can you picture Tanya Harding as a country singer? We're going to talk about that. We'll be right back in a minute. Okay, so now we're... Uh, welcome back uh, as we continue our conversation with Tanya Harding. <laughs> Before we left, we've been talking during the break. Country singing. Now, come on, how did this happen? Word is, I hear, that you were about to ink a big deal to go and be a country singer.
0: Well, it hasn't been anything like that. I got... Um, someone had contacted someone and asked me if I'd like to sing country music, and...
2: It, well, now somebody <laughs> heard you singing and said you had a good voice
0: the only time I sing is like karaoke at our at our like they'll have a birthday party or something like that at the house and so I might sing a little bit there in the shower Uh (laughs) but I mean that would be something in the car I'm driving Ah, singing around and I'll look over somebody's like looking at me or something you know singing to yourself yeah
2: and they're like oh she's weird (laughs) (laughs) but that would be fun though That'd be something
0: new wait a minute that's Tony Harding. And, and then she's a singer. That's how they get it.
2: Oh, that's God. How, I mean, it, it's so funny. But I, would you ever try something like that? That could be fun. I don't know. Look I mean, I'd you. be
0: embarrassed. I would. I would be This is a woman
2: who goes out in front of the entire world and skates and is afraid but to I've sing. I've been
0: doing it for 20 years. You have to remember that. And I have never once taken a singing lesson. <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> I fine. mean, in school,
0: you know, they have the teachers Chorus. who teach you how to sing. But, you know, I was always the... High pitched people. Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> well, that could be something to try. Yeah. When you, when, I mean, the Olympics, that is like major competition. Was it, do you ever get scared, nervous? Um, I got nervous at Olympics when my,
0: like, when my lace broke. Um, I missed the triple axle on warm up, and that's how I must have cut my lace because it was fine before then. It was fine when I put it on, and um, I got off, and I went to tighten it because I was second to skate, and.
2: It broke. I remember watching. I got nervous. Yeah. There was, such, there was just such distress in your face.
0: I didn't know that they had like a regulation time. You have two minutes regulation time to fix whatever your problem is and then you have to go on skate. Wow. And the first lace we got was too short. We couldn't even lace it up and we put it in there. We ended up um, lacing up, there was, the, it lace it up and then it goes up here. We went from two down. And we were skipping, we skipped like three of them and two on one side and three, and then I just tied it up at the very top and tried oh, to do it. God. I mean, it was not even tight enough for me to walk down the hall. And here I was gonna go out and try and jump with it. Wow. And I, I told Dan, I said, I'm not gonna, you know, not go out and try. Mm-hmm. That
2: was, I think, the first time that we had seen you just lose it. You had just emotionally. I yeah. mean, you just, you look, I, I mean, I. You-
0: I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. I mean, to think that I got I got here, I got all this way, and then because of a lace breaking, mm-hmm.
2: I can't compete. Yeah. Oh, God. What were you saying up at that when you went up and you, had, you showed them your skate? I told them that my lace had
0: broken. We tried to get a lace in there, and this one's way too short. I'm going to end up breaking my ankle if I try. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no support. There's nothing. And she looked at it, and she agreed. Mm-hmm. And so she gave me, she says, well, you know, go fix it. And then as I was getting off, they announced that I would skate at the end of the of the group. Wow.
2: Nobody thought, oh, she's just trying to get sympathy.
0: I have no idea. Didn't think, I didn't no. even think about that. I mean, it was really hard for me to... Get back on track to get myself back to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought I really thought Diane was just going to shake me, you know, mm-hmm. or Erica was just going to shake me. And Erica's pacing and Diane's standing there, and I'm pacing, and Diane's just like, sit down, relax, and just, you know, just let it go. Yeah. And. You know, I went out. I did everything. I did a perfect program except triple axel. Yeah. You know?
2: I can just, just, and I don't skate, believe me, but I can just feel that just what you were, I mean, probably going through there. When you, you, you're you out doing the Olympics and you do one of those big twist flip things in the air and thing, and you come down and you spill, what goes through your mind? I mean, is that embarrassing? No. How do you get
0: up and... You, this powder, uh Excuse me. I <laughs> know My nose is itching. No. Um, you just have to, like, really focus. I mean, it's only one jump, and you have a whole program to finish through. Mm-hmm. Um, who cares? I mean, other people are going to make mistakes, too. There's not very many people who don't make a mistake. And um, you just got to get up and keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the original program, if for some reason I would have um, doubled my triple Mm-hmm in the combination, I would have left it a double Lutz. I wouldn't have done it as a combination. I would have done my double flip and made it a triple.
2: hmm And so. What about the competition? Are girls always nice to each other backstage? Mostly. mostly. You know, because we always think, well, it's the beauty pageants, and it's, a skate. it's probably <laughs> cat fighting in the back. Is that no, part I mean, of it? No. I mean, everybody's
0: usually really nice to each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Oksana Baul and everyone, you know, uh, Surya Bonley, we're all, I mean, we all talk and everything, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Did they give you support during this thing? I mean, you know, because I'm thinking they they know you, and they know Nancy, and they know mm-hmm. about the scandal. and. Well, know. she,
0: you know, Oksana, before I skated, wished me good luck, mm-hmm. and I told her good luck and everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Will you stay in contact with any of them, even though you won't be able to compete on the amateur?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Oksana's represented by Michael Rosenberg, my old agent, mm-hmm. and I'm still really close to them. And so I think that... Uh, in the future, I might want to start, like, one of my own skating shows or something. Mm-hmm. And I might go through Michael to get the people for the show. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even know. He's going to see this and say, oh.
2: Good <laughs> idea. Yeah. What were you like as a little girl? Ornery. Ornery. <laughs> you got punished a lot.
0: No, not really. <laughs> got in trouble. No, I mean, I didn't do anything bad. I, I just, you know... When I first, um, wanted to take lessons from Diane, I can remember it was at Jansen Beach and this was this ice rink where they had two ice rinks on each side and, um, Diane said, no, I'm sorry, I don't take, you know, young skaters, um, that haven't had any coaching before Mm -hmm. and so just to be on me, I went out and skated circles around her (laughs) (laughs) and so then, um... You know, then my mom was giving me hand signals and stuff because we had hand signals for different things when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And um, then Diane came in and asked my mom to ask me to stop. And then she also asked me, asked her if I was deaf. And she says, no. <laughs> She's and she, just not listening to you. <laughs> no, she says, well, we just have hand signals for what she can do. And then <laughs> Diane said, well, can you show me? And so my mom gave me a hand signal, and I'd go and do something. Wow.
2: You were on the ice as early as how old? Three? I was three. Three years old.
0: Yeah. And so then Diane decided, she goes, okay, I'll take her on a six-month trial. And here we are 20 years later.
2: That's right, 20 <laughs> yeah. years later. I want to know what you're going to be doing in the next 20 years. We'll start with at least five years where you see yourself. We'll Let you answer that in just a second. We're going to take a break. Okay. We'll be right back. You know, just what you want to do, where you want to go after a year, you know let's see um (laughs) Mm. gosh i know Isn't that horrible i hate people ask that question because you're sitting there going like let me get through today okay (laughs) i'll come back and ask you oh no no that's right that's right (laughs) have we got a deal (laughs) Should i have a lot
0: of good friends yeah we
2: all need good friends they stick by it, it stick Actually, by. I
0: have a good answer for that one, so you can ask me that. What about the best friends? Yeah,
2: okay, very good. <laughs> the camera's all moving. I know, yeah, yeah, see So, we're on five. We're
1: in
2: five.
1: Okay,
2: so what do you think?
0: Okay, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. been great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Two chicks. Two chicks sitting around talking. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a drink after this. We're going to need one after this. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Mm. Excellent idea. You yep. just have to come to the party. I know. That would be a be hoot. Fun. Stand by,
0: guess.
2: guess who I have yeah. with me.
0: 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5
2: 20 years, man. I can't even think. Welcome back, everybody. Tanya, I just asked you what you see yourself doing in the next 20 years. Um, We could take it a little closer. Next five, next ten years, where do you see yourself?
0: Well, let's see. This will all be behind me. Mm -hmm. And um, I hope to be working with Special Olympics children again and you know teaching them i want to also be a coach Mm -hmm. um hopefully have my own skating tour or something like that or skating show Mm -hmm. and what about a movie i'd like to do a movie and a book Mm -hmm. you know um a lot of people they you know i mean if i was rich as everybody said i was it would be great (laughs) (laughs) i mean i haven't seen any any money yet for anything that's come up um there's you know, possibilities for a book and possibilities for a movie. Mm -hmm. But um, we have a lot of other things I'm working on, you know, real close here in the future, Mm -hmm. hopefully.
2: What about your losing so many endorsements?
0: Does that get to you? What's your,
2: what are you thinking about that?
0: It wasn't the endorsements that I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, what I wanted was to be able to go to the Olympics and fulfill my dream as competing in them again and hopefully winning. And I didn't win and that's okay
2: but you don't miss those millions of dollars you could have made from being on everything from cereal boxes to commercials. I
0: mean, it would be nice. I mean, you don't have to worry about anything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then what do you have to work for, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I don't want everything just handed to me on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. I like to work for what I get, and so.
2: Yeah, you've worked very hard. I remember hearing stories about growing up how you, you didn't have a lot of money with your family. And how you you and your mom used to collect bottles and cans for deposits.
0: We did. We it was did? funny, yeah. What was... Uh, well, I, I bought my first 10-speed bicycle with the money that I had saved up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, it was good exercise. And, you know, I look back and it's embarrassing and stuff. But, you know... It just gave us the little extra money for the little extra things that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'm not ashamed of it, mm-hmm. you
2: know. It was What was life gro- like growing up for you? you? You didn't come from a very wealthy background. It was a tough working class background, right?
0: Um, my mom had usually, you know, she was working as a waitress. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad sometimes had two jobs. You know, it was really hard. And then I worked also. I... Um, at the age of fourteen, when I got my worker's permit, I worked for a skater's dad at a metal shop mm-hmm. did all kinds of different things uh, you know we worked on heavy machinery and painting and sanding and counting and shipping and receiving and welding and I mean it went through lots of different things mm-hmm. and uh, I worked as a assistant manager for stephanie's dad uh, for a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I even worked at Sears in the hardware department for a while.
2: You know the value of hard work, huh?
0: Well, I I just enjoyed doing it. I mean, I I don't think I would, like, enjoy working in retail as in clothes and stuff like that. I mean, I might, you know, because I can, oh, I know what's on sale. (laughs) But um, I think it's really interesting because when I was working at Sears in the hardware department, um, it was a challenge for me to know what all the tools were and everything and what, was going on, what you needed to have for this and for this, because I worked on automobiles, you know, since I was young. Hmm. And when men would come up and they'd say, you work here, can you tell me? Oh, never mind, that's okay, I'll find some. And I'd say, well, excuse me, but I do work here, I can help you. And they're like, you're right, you know. And then they'd ask me for where where this tool was or something, I'd say, oh, it's right over here. I was just surprised the hell out of them. (laughs) That you knew
2: a lot about tools and...
0: Yeah, and it was just... I don't know, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun to prove all these, you know, people wrong. It was just yeah. funny. Yeah. Just the look on their face. I mean, that gave me the thrill of working there. Mm-hmm.
2: As you continue in the next few years, you have a chance to prove everybody who doubted you wrong, too. What yeah. kind of look would you like to see on their faces?
0: I just like to see a lot of people that that know me that, you know, that aren't my real friends mm-hmm. eat their words, mm-hmm. you know don't think that I'm going to succeed, think that I'm going to be nothing, and I am going to make something of my life. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that believe in me. Mm -hmm. It's interesting
2: because as we've talked, and we've talked about some real tough things that you've had to live with in these 23 years, you have also talked about how you've used each of those lemons, if you will, and made lemonade out of it. In Mm -hmm. other words, you've taken the tough, parts about your life and you've overcome them through the pain, through the strength that you've had. Yeah, I have a big jug of lemonade now. It's a big jug of lemonade yeah. now. Yeah. So I it's I I will watch very closely to see what I'm in the starting world is to add the
0: sugar. <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah. Well, make it sweet. You gotta make it sweet. You will probably do that. Let me ask you, how do you get over it? like for instance the White House just invited some Olympians to the White House and you weren't invited. What did you think about that? I want to get your opinion, just from the White House, what you thought about not being invited well, when actually, we come back. Hold on, hold it, hold it, hold. We got a oh, break for a commercial. Oh, you, know, you know how these are. Somebody's got to pay for this show, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back in a minute.
0: We'll be right back.
2: We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> you could be a
1: co-host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. yeah.
0: Hi, and I'm back with Rolanda. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna let you ask the questions now. Have you ever? Maybe you'll have a talk show one day. Oh, it might be fun. Everybody else has one, Tanya. You might yeah, i yeah. But while we're talking to television, though, the movie with you and, and Nancy that's portraying you, what do you think about that?
0: That's you know, kind of funny. I mean, I really don't care because it's not my movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just from what the media has written about me and Nancy and about everything. So, you know, it's not the real
2: When you were away, especially like out of the country, and you watched how America was covering the story, what did you think about your country, particularly the media in this country?
0: Well, I knew that they were doing their job, but I was there to do my job at the Olympics and represent my country in the best way that I could. Mm Mm-hmm. So, And I think I did. I think even though I did get 10th place, I think that I did a good showing there. Mm -hmm.
2: Nancy Kerrigan's mom thinks that she should have won the gold. And she thinks that the reason her daughter didn't is because all of the attention that was focused on you and on this scandalous whacking of the knees. What is your thought about that? Do you think she skated well enough for the gold or...?
0: I, I don't know because I'm not a judge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched them both skate, and I thought that they, they both did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not a judge, so I, I don't know what they actually look for. I mean, I don't even want to be in their position to look for it. I mean, there's lots of people who, young skaters who are coming up who want to be judges. I'm like, how, do, how come? You know, that would be so hard. Yeah. You know, so.
2: Before we left, we were talking about the White House reception that you weren't invited to. Did that hurt you? Um, it hurt me a little bit. I, I just wish it, that they
0: could have asked it, you know, done it in a little bit different way. Uh, I know that the White House wanted me there, but the association didn't. Mm-hmm. And I just wish that they could have at least asked, mm-hmm. you know, or invited me and, you know, or just called me up and just said, I'm sorry, but we'd, we'd really like it if you weren't there.
2: Mm-hmm. So you don't, I hear from what I hear you saying, you don't think you really got a fair shake in this whole thing, that people are pretty much bought you know the association sent me a
0: empty envelope for the reception and I just thought that that was kind
2: of cheesy they sent you an envelope with nothing in it
0: Mm -hmm.
2: which was their way of saying what you think I don't know that's bizarre it's okay an empty envelope yeah when they didn't have to send anything right right
0: Hmm. but that's
2: okay wow Wow. Huh. Do you believe in angels? Mm-hmm. You? I have a guardian angel someplace. You do. Mm-hmm. Any idea what their name is or how they show up or when they show up? I have no idea. That could have been him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but what do you? What? What makes you believe in your guardian angel?
0: Mm, because, you know, just for what the, how things have come out and everything, I. I think that there is somebody there that's watching over me, you know? I mean, just because I didn't win a gold medal doesn't mean my life is over, you know? I have things that are maybe worth more than a gold medal, and that's true friends and family Mm -hmm. and people who love me.
2: Mm -hmm. You think that's what you won? If you won anything through all of this, what did you win?
0: I think I won people who love me.
2: Mm -hmm. How important is is it to you to belong, to have family, to have people around you who really care about you? What does that mean to you?
0: It's very important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I just need to have, you know, people who love and care about me and support me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. When I don't have that, I I guess I feel not needed. Mm -hmm. And I'm the kind of person that likes to give and give and give. And, I mean, I'll do anything I can for anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. so... So do you have a
2: boyfriend? Um, I have lots of friends. Lots of special friends. Anybody yeah. in particular very special? I have a friend. Mm-hmm. Anything serious yet? No. Not serious? No,
0: we're not going to jump into anything. Please don't. No. Take your time. Yes.
2: From an old lady.
0: Yes. Where <laughs> Take is your she? time. <laughs> do you want to remarry one day? And Yeah, I'd like to be married again someday and have a family. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, I mean, not rushing or anything, but maybe in the next five years. I'd like to have a family. What
2: kind of boyfriends do you
0: like? I like someone who is secure, um, who does for themselves, who has their own life also. Mm -hmm. You know, because I have my life and I want someone to have their own life. And um, someone who supports me and can give me the love and support that I do need. Okay. And, I mean, I'm a lot to handle, but... Oh, no, not you,
2: Tanya. (laughs) Shy as you are.
0: (laughs) I am shy. What makes you a lot to handle
2: as a girlfriend?
0: Well, just to have to realize, I mean, I don't see myself as a celebrity. Mm -hmm. You know, I see myself as a normal person, and I want a lot of people to see me as a a normal person. But, I mean, I can't go out to dinner and, and not have someone come up to dinner and interrupt us for an autograph or something, I mean, there is a right time and a wrong time for it, you know, but I mean, I don't like to turn down people for an autograph, but when I'm having dinner or if I want to have a romantic dinner or something, I would like to do that, you know, but then just, you know, media and the circus and all that kind of stuff and traveling is really hard.
2: Now, listen, we have to take a break, so I want you to look at the camera and get us out of here. Okay, we'll be right back. This
0: has been fun. Yeah. I know. In 10, 9,
2: 8, 7. Oh, we're supposed to be (laughs) related. So I'll start off and just ask about your mentors or people that you really like. We're gone, too. Hi, the, we're back with your Landa. <laughs> You're getting good. You're hey, getting good at hey this. girl. <laughs> <laughs> Who are, are some folks that you really look up to? I mean, do you have like mentors or women or men in history that have really inspired you? Um,
0: well, my, my favorite person in skating was Peggy Fleming. Mm-hmm. And um, she still is. She's really a wonderful lady. And she's been really supportive of me. Yeah. And um, Dick Button.
2: Mm-hmm. And Who's
0: that? Dick Button, he used to skate a long time ago also, and he is now a commentator.
2: Okay.
0: And uh, my coach, Diane, I yeah. always looked up to her because, you know, she did her whole life, you know, herself, and then she got married to Denny, and, and they have a wonderful life together now.
2: Mm-hmm. They're a real, real good backbone for you. Yeah. 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 If you were to, say, leave this earth and come back, what would you come back as?
0: I think an eagle. Why? Because I can soar through the sky and see everything and be free. Mm-hmm.
2: An eagle is also a very solitary being.
0: I don't know. It'd be just, you know, peaceful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you were president, what would you do right now? What would be the most important thing you'd do? Me? One, you, one, one important they, thing that you would work on.
2: Probably child welfare and reform. What about you? If you were president right now, what would you do?
0: I think I'd work on the drugs, mm-hmm. getting the drugs out of America.
2: hmm Anything that you want to ask the American people, as Tanya Harding? No.
0: Just you know, keep believing in me. You know, I mean, I I really appreciate everyone's support who has stood by me through thick and thin. If
2: you, how do you want to be remembered through all of this business? With Nancy Kerrigan, with the Olympics, at the White House, with your parents? With The one thing you want to be remembered for is what?
0: A great person and a great athlete. Mm-hmm. Someone who came from the bottom and worked their way up and succeeded through life.
2: Okay. Five words that best describe Tonya Harding or what?
0: Competitive, um, determined, lovable, likable,
2: uh, sexy. <laughs> and sexy. <laughs> well, you're right about that. <laughs> we'll be right back in a minute. Okay, so who is <laughs> Go girl, give it to them.
0: <laughs> no, I'm gonna ask you
2: when you oh, come no. back. When you get your touch <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. So we could normal. do the we could do the scream.
1: <laughs>
2: ah! <laughs> okay, okay. That's a real girly-girly thing. We could do we could go like this. Go like this. Uh. like this. You go. When <laughs> 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 my friends and I say something together, we go like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a girl thing. You know? Yeah, it's a girl thing. <laughs> yeah. you us do it at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> That'll be good. We're, we're really going to do, do it together. together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> to <It's laughs> the Tanya and Rolanda show. You want to say that? Yeah, well, we'll just say, and we're back. Okay. We'll say, welcome back, everybody. Okay. okay. Welcome, Welcome back, back everybody.
1: everybody.
2: <laughs> it's like the Tanya and Rolanda show. <laughs> We've about to say goodbye, but I have to tell you something. I'm a reporter. I've covered this. We've followed the story. But you are a delight. I really enjoyed talking to you today. And well, I think there's you. a lot that people don't know about you and I appreciate that you shared that with us.
0: Well I enjoyed being here. It's been a real great treat for me to have someone like you, you know, interview me and you know, and have fun.
2: Yeah, things aren't always what they seem. I think we learned that. And yeah. it is nice to get to know you a lot yeah. better. I wish you success. Thank you. Okay? Thanks. All right. And, folks, that's our interview with Tanya Harding. I certainly hope that you um, got a better insight to what the lady behind the big story today. Thanks so much for being with us. And we'll see you next time on Rolanda. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, Matt. <laughs> Great. Good to Good girl. You <laughs> did a great job. What do you hope this interview is going to do? Do you really hope things um, will change? I view? hope
0: that, you know, it'll let people see the real me. Yeah, because you just really, that yeah. was a
2: good interview. Yeah, it Very was. Very good it interview. Was. You were just open Where's and honest. Our drink? And, <laughs> I know. And let's go get a margarita, okay? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yes, as you can tell, I really like Tanya Harding, and I hope she does well. Everybody deserves a second chance, and boy, does she deserve one, and I think she's getting that on Dancing with the Stars. Who knows where she'll dance her way to, but one of the things I do know is what I hear her saying on the show, that she feels like she's getting a second chance to step upon the ice. You go, girl. Tanya! I'm pulling for you, and I hope you enjoyed this interview. If you'd like to see it in video, go to my YouTube channel. It's called the Rolanda Watts channel. So go on over there and check it out on YouTube and you can watch this interview in video form. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you'll subscribe, give me a rating and a review. Only if you like it though. (laughs) And also pick up my new novel, Destiny Lingers on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kindle also. Thank you so much for listening to Roland on Demand and uh, keep listening because we're streaming episodes back to back. Have a great day and go out and do something good.
0: This podcast is a part of the C Suite
2: Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.